Hello and welcome back to Touching Base PR Edition. My name is Jamie Gerke and I'll be your host today. This is the podcast where I help aspiring communications professionals create the careers they dream of. Through fun interviews with top-notch PR and marketing pros, you're going to gain a wide understanding of the industry and know how to make your mark. Let's do it. All right, guys. Today, I am coming at you with an interview with Shanae Elise. She is the founder of PR This and That, which is a full-service PR firm that works with tons of different sects, such as lifestyle and entertainment. So definitely a good listen for wherever you want to work in PR. But we talk about so many different things from kind of getting your start in PR what she looks for when she's hiring and then we also kind of talk a little bit about employees and unique things that people can bring to the table so it's definitely a really great listen and I'm so excited for you guys to listen to it but before we get into it I feel like I have to address the obvious which was this unintentional kind of two-month break I took I was planning on having just a little bit of a month break and just kind of getting back into it and then at the end of December I actually got COVID so I wasn't able to get some recordings done so I just like wasn't in a good place to start but I've really taken this time during this break to record a bunch of episodes and kind of make sure that I was feeling secure and having enough content to put out there so I'm not totally stressed when I'm working about getting a new episode done every single week. I really wanted to pre-plan that content and I've been working on so many exciting things that I'm really excited to share with you guys to get Touching Base PR Edition like really ready to expand. Um, I was totally swamped at work with volleyball season ending, basketball season beginning, and wanting to kind of take on more responsibilities at work. You can really look at my Instagram to see like everything I've been up to at Jamie and JPEGs, but I'm really, really excited for where I kind of am in my career right now. I got really great grades my first semester of grad school, minus my A minus in sport communication, which is really ironic because that's literally what I do, and I don't think I'll ever be over that one, but I'm now in the new semester. The softball season is starting. I've really been working on our social media platforms for our sporting events um, for softball and volleyball. I've been really trying to up those and make them where I want them to be. I'm in really new exciting classes this semester. I'm taking a finance class, which I'm definitely not going to be any good at finance, but I did get 100 on one of my assignments, so I'm, I'm thriving there. I'm also taking a sport marketing class, which I'm really excited for because obviously that is closely related to what I want to do, and it also, he's giving us a lot of freedom. We're allowed to pick books to choose to read and talk about them, so there's a lot of freedom in that class, and then I'm also taking a philosophy of sport class that is just a requirement for the major, um, but... It is what it is. Personally, I've really been like trying to focus a lot on myself, taking time to be myself. Um, I actually quit Orange Theory Fitness, which is ironic because me and Shanae talk about it all at the beginning of this episode during the hot seat segment. We talk all about Orange Theory, but I actually did quit Orange Theory, which is definitely something that I feel like a lot of people were not expecting from me. Um big Orange Theory fan still. I just was not able to do it after my knee surgery. It just was a lot on my knee and still working out is a lot on my knee but I actually ended up joining Lifetime Fitness which is um, a gym by my house. It's kind of like a family version of Equinox but it is a little bit cheaper than Equinox which was great but it's really elevated my morning routine. I kind of go in the morning. I do my workout. I listen to my music. I've actually been like re-entering like my Broadway phase because I've been listening to a Broadway workout playlist which honestly 12 out of 10 recommend and then I finish my workout and I go and 
I read a book in the steam room for about 10 minutes. Sometimes I'll go in the sauna or the, st- but mostly the steam room I like better. I'm trying to read 100 books in 2022. So having that time in the morning to read a little bit has been great. And just personally, like, I feel like I'm thriving and why I'm so excited to kind of continue to work on this podcast and raise it to new heights because it is another aspect of my life that I really think was lacking and I'm really excited to continue to thrive and produce content for the show. Speaking of getting back on the grind with the show, I am so excited to share that Touching Base PR Edition is hosting a summer internship panel. It will be on March 15th at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. And we have five different PR execs coming on to talk about their firms, what they look for in a summer intern, how you can stand out as a summer intern, what being a summer intern is like, just all these things about the summer internship process. And I'm also working with brands to get some sponsors to get you guys goodie bags for coming to and attending. It's entirely virtual on Zoom. I am so excited for it. I will have the registration form ready to go next week but I'll also probably post it on Instagram at some point this week so make sure you are following the touching base Instagram at touching base underscore PR because I am so excited about everything that is going to come all of that being said I'm going to stop rambling and let you guys get into this interview with Shanae Elise because she was so great and I am so excited for you guys to hear it So can you go ahead for me and introduce yourself? Yes, my name is Shanae Elise. I am a mother, publicist, online visibility strategist, and I run PR This and That, which is a full service PR firm uh, where we help beauty, fashion, lifestyle, um, entertainment clients get in front of the masses with the media. So we help bring them from unseen to mainstream. Amazing. I absolutely love that little unseen to mainstream. That's so catchy. Thank you so much. So before we talk a little bit more about that, we'll do the hot seat segment. So my first question for you is if you had one free hour every day, how would you spend it? I would sleep for sure. Mm. If I had a free hour, Um, I literally probably run one four to five hours of sleep each day and I know that's not that that's not a good thing it's really not you should definitely get your rest but um I'm usually up working so late um and then I have to get up with the kids in the morning get them off to school so if I had any free time at all which I don't I would definitely sleep that is definitely something like I feel like I cannot function without that much sleep I mean right now I'm on five hours but usually I do try to get eight I I'm also a crazy psycho person and I go to the gym at 6.15 a.m. like mostly every morning. See, I love that because I go to the gym in the morning, but I would love to get there earlier, but I just can't get up because I'm up late. Usually I'm not to the gym until about 8.39-ish. See, but that is like my ideal hour for that gym, like the 8.30, 9 o'clock hour. I mean, 9 o'clock is, I like the 8 to 9 hour. That's Mm -hmm. like the perfect time for me. But because I I start work at 9, I have to go a little bit earlier and like right my gym because I go to orange theory where it's just classes let's talk about orange theory because I literally (laughs) I tried orange theory last month okay so Mm -hmm. you know they have like the free the free that you go to I tried that and I signed up for the four classes each month um and then I 
I did one class and then the next class that I had was towards the one that I had that I had to use within a month was during hell week oh. and um I haven't been back since then <laughs> oh my goodness girl no you have to go back I am the biggest orange theory fanatic and actually before I started working in my position I worked as a sales associate at orange theory for a few months so I'm so qualified to sell you on this but can <laughs> I just tell you when I took my first class I took it during May mayhem which is the May version of hell week okay and so honestly the thing is, once you take a hell week class, you know, every other class is going to be easier than that. So it's like you went, you got your butt absolutely kicked. But now next time you're, you go, you're going to be like, oh, piece of cake. And, and the it, crazy thing, I'm still actually being charged for it. I can't cancel. So I actually go in and cancel it. Right. But I'm still being charged for it, but I have not been back since. So you have to go. Time. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll give it one more try. I'll, I'll, I'll schedule a class for, let's say next week. I'll schedule a class for next Where week. are you located? I am right outside of Philadelphia. All right. So what are you going to studio in Philadelphia or? Not. The one I go to is in Springfield, probably like. 10 15 minutes outside the city because that's okay, so where I live at. Honestly, that's probably even better. Once you start going, find the time that you want to go and stick with that. You have like your little gym family and they're okay. gonna push you. Okay. Like okay. to be your best. Yeah. Like I go at the same time every day. So I know the people in the class and like we all push each other. I always say like my favorite example of orange theory is so we have signature workouts sometimes. Mm-hmm. And and there was this, there's a signature workout called catch me if you can. And basically the point of catch me if you can is you're on the treadmill and you have certain distance um, goals to meet on the treadmill. And if you don't meet it, basically the coach is like, all right, get off the treadmill, get on the rower for the rest of the block. Okay. And so by the end, there's usually one or two people left. And like my favorite example is I was working, I was working. So I was at the front desk, but I watched everyone in the class get off the rower, get around the person on the treadmill. They're all clapping for them, cheering them on. Like orange theory just makes it so easy for you to work out. I could talk about this for hours, but it makes it so easy for you to work out and like stay motivated to go to the gym and like really reach your goals. And you maybe want to give it another try. So Mm -hmm. I'll definitely try it out again for sure. Really? I sound so sales reppy. (laughs) <laughs> and I will say that I love the first instructor that I had when I when I took my first mm-hmm. class but then for the next two I got the same guy and it kind of wasn't the same kind of vibe that mm-hmm. I had you have to find the instructors that so, you love okay and All then right. also as you keep going the instructors will get to know you a little bit more so mm-hmm. then they'll be pushing you to your goals as well it's 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 great once you've been there for at least like a little bit you feel so much more secure in it okay I'm going to try it again because you convinced me. I want to hear about it. You're very good at sales. Thank you. I think what I was saying was that, so I go to the, so I go at 6.15 every morning because my Mm -hmm. studio used to have a 6.45, which ended at 7.45, which would have been so perfect to like just go. I could have showered there and gone to work. Mm -hmm. Now it's 6.15. So now I get out at 7.15 and that's still like too early for me to like go to work. So I have all this time to get ready in the morning, but I don't need it. Like I'd rather sleep. But I don't have that opportunity because my studio changed its class schedule. Gotcha. gotcha. <laughs> but now that we spent all that time talking about Orange Theory and hopefully inspired some listeners to go to Orange Theory as well. Okay. Um, if you go to Orange Theory, tell them that I referred you so I can get some free months out of that. Thank you very much. Sponsorship on here for Orange Theory. For <laughs> I, 
would die. That would be my dream. <laughs> Let's kind of hop right into the communications focus question. So can you start by kind of telling me about how you got into PR, what school you went to, and kind of what got you into PR? Okay. So I went to Millersville University, which is right outside of Philadelphia, probably about an hour and 45 minutes. It's in Lancaster County. Um, I went for English, actually. Um, I went there for two and a half years, but I did not finish college. Um, my PR journey started actually after I lost my job at the airport. Um, and at the time, my son was one and a half, two, I want to say, and I couldn't find any work. So I decided to take an internship at a PR company here in Philadelphia. And that's where I got my start in PR. Um, and it wasn't like your typical internship. I literally was thrown into, I was thrown to, thrown to the wolves in, in, in that job. Um, I had to, I had clients all on my own that I was taking care of, um, and my first placement with them was actually with Fox News in, in Detroit. That was my very first placement. So as an intern to have that under my belt was, you know, amazing. Mm -hmm. um, so then after I left that internship, I started working a couple of jobs. And the client that I was working with previously at the internship reached out to me. And she said, I love the work that you did for me. I want you to work full time. I want you to be my publicist. And I'm like, okay. I mean, I guess I've been, I was doing it before and I can do it now. I mean, I don't have an official company, but you know, I'll just, you know, work with you and see exactly where it goes. And the relationship turned, you know, into three months, into a couple of years. And I'm actually still friends with her, you know, till this day, mm -hmm. but pretty much she gave me that opportunity and to get my foot in the door, you know, as a solid publicist and pretty much just took off from there. I, first of all, I love that you were able to get into PR without getting a degree and without getting a degree in PR in general, because I think I literally hear all the time. Um, so I went to a school that did not have a PR major. So I actually got my degree in English. So I was kind of on the same trajectory as you were. Okay. So I hear all the time. So I, the story behind that is that I started college as a neuroscience major. I thought I was going to be a doctor and then that didn't work out. So then I switched my major and to English and I fell into PR, but I heard all the time. It was like, oh, if you want to do PR, like, why don't you just transfer? Like, why don't you go to a school that has a PR program? And it was like, I love my school. I don't want to transfer, but I think it's because PR is all internship taught. It's taught by what you learn in an internship. You don't really need to learn in a classroom to be able to do PR. Exactly. You have to learn by doing in this profession. That's going to be the best way for you to learn this job because it, nothing in this industry stays the same. Things change from day to day. So to have that hands-on experience, that's what you need, you know, to, to, be, to, to be great in PR, I think, for sure. Yeah. And so I also want to kind of ask you a little bit is there anything you feel like you learned when you were still taking those English classes before you um, moved into the internship life and moved into your job? Is there anything you feel like you learned from that English degree that helps you in PR? Well, I didn't get a degree, but from, from the yes. English major. It, it, yes, it, yes. It definitely helped with, with my writing skills as far as, you know, being able to pitch different journalists, being able to pivot within my writing making sure that everything is formatted correctly. Um, that is a key essential tool that you need to have 
to be a publicist, um, being able to write well. So I definitely think that even if you're not going to school, even if, if you want to get into PR, I always say don't major in PR. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. communications major, you know, in communications or major in, you know, English, you know, as well. Definitely major in those things around it. And then once you, you know, make a decision you want to be a publicist, then you get an internship and then you get their hands-on experience. Yeah. And I absolutely love that you just said don't major in PR. It's so funny. I was having this conversation with some of my coworkers the other day. We're all talking and one of my bosses was like, yeah, I studied this in college and it was some like interdisciplinary degree. And we were like, what even is that? And he was like, well, here's the thing. He was like, I started out as a communications major. And he's like, I took a communications class. And I literally said, people pay money for this (laughs) because so much of PR is self-taught or or internship taught where you kind of just learn it in the workforce. For sure, for sure. But- I love that you mentioned that writing is so essential to PR because I think like so much of PR is changing right now. And there's so much like, how does social media fall in? What is that really like? Do, is that what I do? Is that what a publicist does? Like what, what, what does PR do? And I think so much of PR is writing. And I think we need to continue to stress that because people are thinking that they can just do social media and call themselves a publicist and that's not the case that's not the case it's definitely not the case I, I see that so much up and down my timeline it's like no this is this is not PR <laughs> and I will definitely you know point it out and say no this is not PR that's not what that is yeah so now I want to hear from you you started working for one of your former clients as their publicist and then how did you kind of move into where you are now running PR this and that so I worked with them for a couple of years on and off. Um, but you know, the work kind of slowed down. Um, she didn't need me as much. So um I started working other jobs. I had I can't tell you how many jobs I've had in between. I've never stuck with something the way that I've stuck with public (laughs) public relations I've been all around the map and it always just brings me back to this one spot which is PR and 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 that's it um so I knew that I wasn't the type person that could work a nine-to-five job um I need that freedom I never um it just wasn't for me. My first company was actually called King Me PR and it's off my, my last name is King. So I did King Me PR and that's what I worked under when I worked for that former client. And then PR and this, PR this and that came about when I wanted to incorporate more PR coaching, um, you know, more strategies. I wanted to incorporate um, more creative direction into my business And I also want to do more digital products. So then I changed the name over to PR this and that. And that was around 2016, I want to say, because yes, almost been about six years now. So around 2016, that's when I changed and I went to PR this and that. And I just started promoting myself on social media and people were coming to me saying they needed my help. Around two years ago, which was 2019, I got to the point where I could not work my job and then also do this on the side it got to a point where I had to either choose one Mm -hmm. or the other and two years ago um I just I literally typed up my resignation letter at my desk at work printed it out on their computer and I walked into the office and I handed it to her I said this is my two-week notice and that was really just it um once 
you know, 2019 ended and in the beginning of 2020, that's when the pandemic hit. And I thought for sure that I was going to be going back to a desk job. I just thought for sure that I would be going back and that I wasn't going to be able to sustain my business. But these last two years in business have been the, the best for me, for sure. So um, that's kind of like my story on how I transitioned from being just that freelancer over to full-time business owner. Yeah. And, you know, I think talking about 2020 and the pandemic and now having the best two years of your business. And I think that's kind of what it was for so many people. Like when COVID happened, so many people realized, like, I mean, they're calling it the great resignation now. So many Mm -hmm. people just kind of realized, like, I can't be at a desk anymore. Like life's too short to do that. I don't want to do that. And like, all the power to you. How do you kind of see the future of PR changing now that we've seen so many people kind of moving away from the desk life, so many people wanting to go off on their own? Do you think we're going to see more freelancers? Do you think we're going to see just more agencies popping up all over the place? Like, do you think it's going to be like less traditional hours? Like, what do you kind of think the future of PR is in your opinion? Well, it's definitely already less traditional hours, um, and I think, with, with PR across the board. But there have been a lot of people who um, who are transitioning into PR and not really knowing exactly, you know, what it is, mm-hmm. um, so to speak. Um, and that's where, that's why I try to teach, you know, all throughout social media and in my emails and my blog going out, um, because there are a lot of people who want to be in this industry but really don't know exactly what it is or what it entails there's a there's a lot of business owners and brand owners who don't really know exactly what PR is and how they should use it in their business and it's all a part of your marketing strategy PR is all a part of your marketing strategy and it should be used within your marketing it shouldn't be something that's left to the side shouldn't be something you pick up later on down the line it needs to be used right away at launch but I definitely see a lot of people transitioning into this role and and it's great because I really feel like there's a not there's enough work for everyone to go around um but I do see a lot of people um coming into this space but I also see it evolving um into more digital PR as well and not Mm -hmm. just traditional you know and more content marketing yeah and so I think I think personally moving forward we're gonna really see more like it used to be all just written and getting media and now we're kind of trying to integrate social media in it as well and I really think that moving forward we're really going to see PR and marketing become a lot more intertwined and like both forms I think both forms of media are so important both paid media and non-paid media they're both so important for sure I agree so kind of tell me about what you're day-to-day kind of looks like because you set your own hours you are a publicist you work for yourself and kind of tell me some of the tasks you do on, I guess, a weekly basis, since I know every day in PR is kind of a little bit different. So kind of tell me like, what do your weeks look like? How do you structure that? Um, Well, I try to do like the minimal on Mondays. (laughs) Mondays are like where I try to do minimal work. 
Um, I might answer, you know, some emails. If there are some things that my team can't, couldn't get to, um, I might do a bit of admin work, um, so, you know, make sure invoices are sent off. But that's pretty much it for Mondays. Um, Tuesdays are a really heavy pitching day. Um, and then Tuesdays are also where I have a lot of calls. So I'm on the phone probably from 11 to 6 on Tuesdays. Those are my really, really heavy days because people... I don't know what's, what, if it's the algorithm on Instagram. I'm not sure what it is, but people always seem to find me at the end of the week. And then my calls are scheduled from Tuesday to Thursday. So if they find me on a Thursday, they can't schedule again until Tuesday. So it kind of just seems like I'm always getting calls on Tuesday all the time. Um, Wednesdays are the days that I meet with my team. Um, there are at this point there's a total of four of us um, on my team and we meet um, just to go over the previous week um, to go over the marketing calendar any, any, any emails we need to go out um, and also social media graphics and things like that Thursday is usually more calls um, and more pitching the bulk of my pitching is done from Tuesday to Thursday and I try to make sure that I'm committing um, a certain number of hours to each client and anything that I can't handle, then the PR assistant, she will handle that for me as well. And then Fridays are more of like a chill type of day. I don't do any calls on Friday, but I will try and get in some type of self-care, whether it's getting my nails done, you know, or taking myself out to lunch. It's kind of just like celebrating um, the week that I had. Yeah. And I absolutely love that. I think it's so important to take that moment for self-care, especially working in PR. And that's why I always ask someone, I was, I, I always like to ask, if you had one free hour every day, how would you use it? Because so often as PR mm -hmm. professionals, we book, overbook ourselves a million percent. And we really need to take that time for self-care to be at your best. So that's why I love asking that question. And I love discussing that at the beginning of the interview. But I'm kind of switching gears a little bit. I want to talk about your team. So I want you to tell me what your team looks like, how you're structured. And then we'll talk a little bit more about that. Sure. So we have um, one PR assistant. Um, she works for me. She's been with the company now for the last three months and she's located in Texas. Um, we also have um, email marketing strategist and she also does marketing and does website um, design as well. Um, and she has been working with me for the last two months. Um, and she's actually located in Nigeria. Um, I do a lot I have I do a lot of contract work so I use Upwork actually um, for most of the people that I hire onto the team um, because I don't have an office location so mm -hmm. everyone works remote these days so it's like you know yeah um, and then um, I have one lead specialist who's been working with us for the last two months um, he's the one who does most of the outreach to to new clients trying to get new business in um, and he's been working with me for the last two months um, and he is located in California. Awesome. So I kind of wanted you to tell me when you're looking to bring someone onto the team, when you're looking for the hiring process, what are you looking for in the hiring process? What do you think is like important for someone applying to a job in PR to have? Um, it just, it definitely depends on the role. Um, as far as email marketing for, you know, service-based business or whatever, that's pretty much the same across the board. So you don't really need to have any skills in PR, so to speak, but great writing skills for sure. Um, and then as far as what my PR assistants, I like to see that they have some sort of 
um, experience under their belt. Um, I do I do not mind taking on someone who is just entry level, you know, just you know, out of college or out of their internship. But I would like to see a little bit of mm-hmm. experience under their belt as far as you know pitching and what they have secured, um, who they have worked with, and you know things like that. Because I need I I can't hold your hand for too long. Yeah. And 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 I but I also know that I do have to make sure that you're acclimated to the way that I do things. The way that you did things before is maybe not the way that I do things. But I also try to incorporate because I also try to incorporate anything they have learned before as well. So if they can bring some type of skill into mm-hmm. my business and tr- and totally change around something that I was doing that wasn't working or they can do something better, I'm all for that. And so I love that you just said that because I think that is something that is so important for um, agency owners or founders or whoever it is to recognize that there is a lot of new talent coming in. There's a lot of new ideas that can be, that can come out and just the the way you've been doing something for however many years isn't always the way to do it because there's new ways and new people. And it's like, I also think it's like when we're pitching to journalists, it's like, the demographic is changing too. So like, I'm going to be the better person to journal, uh, to pitch to a 22 year old because I kind of know what's going on inside that person's head. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't look at, you know, you know, the, you know, your age or whatever. I, I need people all across the board, you right. know, on my team because I work with all different types of clients. So if there's a 22 year old out there have head on straight and wants to get down to work I'm all for it there's a 65 year old who wants to get back into PR and you know help out with the business and you know can bring some of maybe their their more traditional things in that you know I haven't done we mix them with the new that's also great as well yeah and I think that's the perfect way to go about it and just kind of being open to everyone and being open to ideas and being open to so many people on the team I think that's the way to really do it. And I think that's how you're going to get the best results with PR. So kind of coming off of that, I want to ask you, what makes PR this and that unique? What kind of separates you from other um, PR agencies? Um, I feel like the fact that I am a CEO that is not like behind the scenes. Like if you are coming on as a new client, you will see my face. Um, I will be on the meetings. Um, I will be on the calls. Um, I look at, I look to my clients as family. You know what I mean? I, I get to know them, their children. Um, I get immersed in their life because I have to be able to portray them in the best light. I have to be a representation of them. Um, so I am very accessible and very available to my clients, sort of like a personal touch. Um, you know, we do have a small team and I do see it growing in 2022, but I will still be the face of the company for sure. Yeah. So kind of going off of that, I kind of want to ask you, you're so invested in being the face of this company. So I guess why, what's your favorite part of doing PR? What makes it so special for you to do it? I will never get tired of seeing that email come through that says like we want to feature your client or you know the interview has gone live or we want to feature you know their product on this segment like I still get a high from seeing those emails come through so so that's still something that I just want to be a part of 
Um, I love the fact that I can take brands who are unknown and totally be able to transform them and tell their story um, and get them new clients or get them new customers. And, you know, just just like it says, mm-hmm. bring them unseen to mainstream. So that's just my favorite part, um, being able to land those places for my clients. I'll never get tired of doing that. And so I guess on the contrary of that question, what is your not so favorite part? My not so favorite part are the rejection emails or the people who do not reply back to me. Um, the constant follow-up. <laughs> I, I, I remember I got my client on um, NBC New York Live last year, um, a fashion designer, and I counted how many emails went back and forth between me and the editor, and there were 26 emails that went back and forth over the course of six weeks. <laughs> so <laughs> that right there is just not my favorite part, and 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 I. I've, I've been playing this game for so long, so I know how it goes. And the fortune is in the follow-up. You have to make sure that you're not just sending out that one email and then forgetting about it. It's literally, you're sending out an email, you're following up, if things need to be changed around, you're saying that as well. Um, and I know it's just all a game about timing. Also going back to 26 emails back and forth, <laughs> at some point, we all need to like, this is something like we've all been like, oh, emails are so important. Like, and then we're like in the pandemic where we're not face to face with people. And like, I think we've all kind of forgotten that like you can pick up the phone and talk to someone. And also that you can like, even like, I know like in my office, I'll send an email to my boss instead of just walking the five feet to his office to ask (laughs) him a question. Like, I think we've all just forgotten that there's this face-to-face aspect or this voice-to-voice aspect of it. And I just wanted to bring that up because I think it's something that, like, we all need to remember. For sure. We we definitely have gotten away from that. (laughs) I just have two more questions for you. And that first, this first one is kind of, what makes you unique? I asked you what makes PR this and that unique, but what separates you? Who is Shanae? Like, is there anything that we haven't discussed that you want to talk about? Who is Shanae? Um, Shanae is an innovator. I am a leader. I am a nurturer. I will forever and always support, you know, Black women and Black-owned businesses. Um, I'm always rooting for the, the the underdog. It's, you know what I mean? I I love working with small businesses and just showing them exactly what is out there as far as PR goes and how they can use different strategies and be creative and and get their story in front of the right audience. Those things just make me smile. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I'm not the type of person, I'm definitely an, an introvert. I love staying behind the scenes. So this type of work is very um it's me in my own lane here when I'm behind the scenes um and I know I was telling you you know I want to get more you know I'm more the face of the company I want to stay the face of the company I've literally been pushing myself out of my comfort zone lately when it comes to being Mm -hmm. on social media and posting consistently and doing videos that is not my strong suit (laughs) but I do know that in order for people to connect with your brand they have to see you 
um, and they have to see your face and they have to hear your voice and they have to hear your story. And that's just what I want everyone to know if, if they are starting a business, starting a brand, you have to make sure that you get your face out there. And I can't tell that to my clients if I'm not doing the same thing. Exactly. I was just about to say, it's so important to set that example for your clients. And I think that's something that's so important is like PR firms being on social media and having a social media presence, because how are you going to go and tell your clients, oh, you need to do this. You need to do that when you don't do it for yourself. Right. Right. Exactly. And I've, and I've been behind the scenes for too long and just ready to come on out for the show. <laughs> no, I am so excited to see where you guys go and to see how you guys continue to change the face of PR. But to kind yeah. of wrap up everything, my final question for you is if you could go back in your career and your whole path to being where you are today, is there anything that you would change or do differently? No, I, I wouldn't change anything because I wouldn't be at the place that I am right now. Mm-hmm. Um, there are things that maybe happen that I wish I could forget about <laughs> in my journey, but I think that all of those things combined help me get to this place. So I definitely wouldn't change anything. Amazing. Well, Sinead, thank you for coming on and sharing your Thanks story, sharing a little me. bit about PR, this and that, sharing your advice, sharing who you are. It was definitely so great having you on the show. And I'm so excited for everyone to get to listen to this episode. Thank you so much for having me and Jamie. I enjoyed it. Thank you.